0: Hey there and welcome to Wear Dress Hairdressers podcast brought to you by Harper Ellis Hair Co. and founded on the belief that stylists around the world can be passionate about the artistry of hair design and use their talents to build wealth. I'm your host Tara Harville so excited about our guest christina flack here she's the ceo of pretty girl makeup and she's a celebrity hair and makeup artist and a sepsis awareness advocate christina and her company have worked with some of the most recognizable faces and brand and companies so i'm excited for you guys to hear from her she does so many things while being a single mother of four which i think is incredible as a new mom myself so we're just going to dive right in christina say hello to everyone Hi,
1: how are you? I'm so happy to chat with you. I love the name of your podcast. It's so cute.
0: Of course. Well, thank you so much. The podcast, you know, came from kind of beating that stereotype of obviously we're not just hairdressers. We're not just makeup artists. This industry kind of has no ceiling. So I'm excited to see how you've kind of taken that um, same motto. Obviously you have no ceiling above you either. You've done all kinds of amazing things. So let's just start and dive right in on you giving an intro about yourself. Well,
1: you kind of said it all. I am the creator and founder of Pretty Girl Makeup. I'm a celebrity makeup artist. I am the mother of actually five. One of my sons passed away, but I still I count him as one of my children. And I love what I do. I try to make the world a better place every day by doing my philanthropic work, by raising money for education for underprivileged children, uh, starting a garden for children at a school in Mill Valley called Edna McGuire named after my son. I I feel that nutrition and education are incredibly important. And if kids are exposed to those things at a young age, they're gonna be more inclined as they get older to have healthy eating habits and to enjoy learning and reading. And so that's kind of what I do.
0: Uh, well, kind of, it just sounds like a lot. Oh my gosh. I'm already so inspired. Um, oh, let's dive into the, to the makeup brand first. I'm so excited to hear all about this and kind of, you know, how it came about and your why behind that brand.
1: Well, it came about, obviously I was a makeup artist and, but I was also a mom and I was driving around all the time as I'm sure you guys are with your kids and having the battle between making sure I'm drinking enough water and, you know, adding lip gloss onto my lips because for just to keep them not drying out. And so I couldn't find one that was long lasting. And if I found one that was long lasting, it was matte and drying and just felt awful on my lips. So I just thought, you know, I can I'll figure out how to make my own lip gloss. So I hired a, beauty, a makeup chemist and we started formulating my lip gloss and a lip plumper and some other products and it took so much longer than I had expected and so much more money and so much more everything but my friend and client Tyler Florence always says you know if, if everyone knew how hard it was to be exceptional you know no one would do a damn thing it's hard to right. be exceptional and to, to do something and it's better not to know because you wouldn't do it if you knew like how hard and how complicated it would be it, you might be like oh that's too much effort i'm not going to do it so i'm glad i didn't know how much it was going to be but i also have enjoyed every minute of the process it was really interesting to learn how to formulate a product and then you know you don't you're not handed a a, a book on like oh okay so if you want to make lip gloss this is what you do one through five thousand things to do you, right. it all kind of evolves you don't realize you need packaging that needs to be shipped in and labeling and, you know, sealers and, you know, all these different things, you know, website. And then it, it has changed in the last, I started my company in 99. And so, so much has changed. There were not influencers. There was no Facebook and Instagram. If you can <laughs> believe that. Uh, there were yes. just celebrities and agents and stylists and beauty editors at the magazines. They were the Queens and they decide, you know, they kind of determined if you were going to be in a magazine to be exposed. So wow, you had to, I've had to learn to roll with the waves of, of change. So that's one thing I've learned. Nothing yeah. stays the same.
0: Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What um, do you think what has is, changed in your industry? Oh my goodness. Hair, the hair industry. You know, honestly, I would say, marketing probably. Mm -hmm. Um, right. You know, and kind of like you mentioned, I love that you said, you know, there weren't social media and there wasn't the influencers, you know, I told one of my stylists the other day, I said, I used to, you know, tell you guys that word of mouth was, you know, nothing, nothing was better advertisement than word of mouth. And now I'm not sure as a brand owner that I could say that. And the reason why is because, you know, when someone tells, you know, Sally tells so-and-so about your, your, Your hair and everything that you're doing, they go straight to your social media. It's like your little portfolio. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, they say you get three seconds when they go to your social media to capture that client or not. And I think that's just so crazy because, you know, we all aren't all everything on social media. It's a whole nother job, a full-time job to be everything on social media. So if anything has changed, it's been that. And I think, you know, sometimes that can be very frustrating. Sometimes it can be awesome because it's sometimes free advertisement, but it's a lot of work as well. So,
1: Yeah, you're right about that. I think it's so funny. I got hired to do a campaign for a company called uh, Boys and Arrows. It's a swimsuit brand at L.A. And they flew me down to Cabo and, you know, paid for everything. It was really great. But it's really funny. I mean, and I have made sure that my Instagram is nothing than my work. I don't put up anything personal other in a story, possibly. But in the, you know, the grid of it, it's all about my work. And so... I realize what it is. And so I think it will, you have to be very clear on your social media. Like if you are really like, I'm very serious about being a makeup artist and obviously pretty girl.
0: That's you
1: have to just not mix up your personal life with your business life. It, and that and cause I think people don't take you as seriously if they see, you know, you out with your girlfriends, you know, if they really see that, wow, this is just dedicated to your work. It's going to help. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but it will help keep things clear with with your customers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think if you are sharing any personal, it should just stay, you know, pretty professional. I've learned lately that, you know, anymore, again, you know, marketing's kind of evolved again. And it's like, people don't want to buy from businesses anymore. They want to buy from people. They want to know like who you are. And Mm so, you know, I think you're right, walking that fine line of like, what you shared, you know, let people know that you are human and you're a person and you can relate to people, but yet not oversharing, you know, because, People don't a lot of times care about your, your nitty gritty personal life.
1: (laughs) Well, I (laughs) think, you know, you could, yeah. Like, so for example, like on mine, there's obviously my work of companies that I've worked for and clients, but there's also interviews that I do like this. So they do see a person, but it, it, it does. It does also protect your private life as well. I don't need my private life really exposed, like the relationships I have with my kids or, totally my boyfriend, like exposed to the world. It doesn't yeah. need to be out there.
0: Right. And I think people will love hearing that from you because you know, a lot of people don't, don't want to do that. And they feel, you know, thanks to social media nowadays, they feel like they have to. And I'm like, you don't always have to, you know, keep it professional, be all business. And I think people appreciate that as well.
1: Yeah. There's nothing you have to do. It's a choice. You know, if you want to expose your personal life, like my personal life's, you know, because of who my husband was, is pretty out there, I'm already getting scrutinized of, of what people perceive of me and my personal life. So I'm not gonna add to that, I'm not adding fuel to that fire of of putting right. things up with the person I'm dating. It, I just, Absolutely. I wouldn't, he's, he's the man that I date is a normal person, he doesn't, he's super hyper private and he doesn't want any of this Christina Flack show. He's not into <laughs> right. it, so I, I have to be respectful of that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what's been your largest challenge, your biggest challenge with Pretty Girl Makeup and creating it and growing it? What's been probably the, the most challenging thing for you?
1: I think definitely, well, being self-funded, I didn't have investors. I paid for everything myself. I, you know, thankfully have no debt. I'm getting investors because I'm going to expand my company and create a new brand called I'm Too Busy Cosmetics. And then the second part of that would probably be my personal life, my son passing away, my husband passing away, and then obviously the pandemic. So those three yeah. factors, you know, did not help. You know, people wearing masks, not going anywhere. I couldn't be a makeup artist, and no one was buying any beauty products. So right. Those, right. those were hard. But you know what? Everything, thank God, things are back on track, and I'm, my agents are booking me a lot, and I'm super busy again, which is really great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's so inspiring to see how much, you know, you've overcome, you've gone through, you know, more in your lifetime than what people do, you know, in their lifetimes. And it's just crazy that you're still, you're still doing it. And that's what I love to see, you know, other boss babes like you, they're, they're still doing it. It's almost like, you know, no excuses. And well, there's
1: not, there's not an excuse. I mean, I think if you have a clear goal It's so funny. I'm looking on my desk right now and there's this I have this sign. It says, believe you can. And you're halfway there by Theodore Roosevelt. And I believe that. And I also think if you set your mind to a definite goal, you observe how quickly the world stands aside to let you pass.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And Um, then it's hard to beat
1: someone that never gives up. And so I don't feel like, you know, to me, failure is not trying and giving up like I and I'm never going to stop. Trying and I'm not going to give up. That's just not in my DNA.
0: Right. Absolutely. I love when people talk about failure because it's kind of like every we all have it. We have it every day. I fail every single day. But I feel like you know success is kind of just how you handle it and how you get back up and take the punches again because they're going to keep coming. You know. <laughs> yeah, never, but I don't. It's a never-ending thing. It's, it's,
1: yeah, but I don't look at things. I think I look at them as bumps. I don't look at them as failures. So I think failure is kind of a negative word, and I just again think that not trying and not making getting uncomfortable forces you to do things that you don't want to do. But there's no failure. Failure is just like going, oh, I'm content with how things are, and I don't want to, you know, push it any further, and I don't want to get uncomfortable. If you're if you learn to become get
0: comfortable with being uncomfortable, great things will happen. Right. Absolutely. Get addicted to the chase. I feel like. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> addicted, to, addicted, addicted to things that are that are hard and, and challenging, but rewarding. You know, I feel like every day I wake up, it's not an easy thing. But, you know, it's rewarding at the end of the day, knowing what I've accomplished. That's true. And I also think, you
1: know, some, don't you think some days are easier than others? Some days oh, seem absolutely. smoother. And then other days, you're like, oh my, like this morning, I went to Pilates at seven. And I'm like, Man, I feel so crunchy, but thank God I'm here. you know, uh-huh.
0: right. Okay. But you made the choice and to get up anyway and go do it.
1: i I did. And so I think also that's true. I think if we cannot be so hard on ourselves, be a little gentler. and I mean, think about it. You would never treat me the way you beat the crap out of yourself every day. There's no right. way, right?
0: Right. Absolutely. How does, you know, time management work for you? I mean, you, you know, you're, you're active, obviously you go to Pilates, you are a single mom, you have businesses, you're a makeup artist, you're all these things. So how do you manage all of this in, in a 24 hour time span? Well, you know,
1: yes, I am a single mom, but my kids have a dad. My kid's dad was not Ken Flack. He was another person. He, got, he He's private. He doesn't want his name mentioned either, but my kids are grown now. You know, my daughter Melania is twenty-eight, Rose is twenty-six, Nikolai's twenty-one, and my youngest oh. is almost sixteen. So I have to like beg these people to see me. They've got <laughs> busy like, <laughs> Yeah, last night I was like almost in tears. I called my youngest. He was at his dad's. He'd been at a golf tournament. I'm like, oh, do you want me to come get you? And he's like, no, mom, I'm good. And I'm <laughs> so I'm actually in a very interesting place that I hadn't been. Is I'm used to being. A mom with all these kids and picking up and doing it, and now they're like raised. And <laughs> I now I have all this time in the world, so it's actually my life is easier than it's ever been. Actually, all right?
0: That's so amazing. it's easier
1: to it's easier to do all the things that I, I, you know, for example, I was never able when they were younger to like go do a TV show or, or a movie because right. I needed to be home. And so this past March, I went with Tyler Florence, who's been my client for 15 years, and I traveled with him for six weeks doing the great food truck race that's on the Food Network right now. And I was never able to do that. So it was really fun to have the opportunity to be able to do something that I hadn't been able to do before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it funny how this cycle just like continues? I have a year and a half year old boy and I like, I yearn for that like time that I have time again, but then I know that you probably like wish sometimes that you were back in, in my stages of life. So yeah, um, you're so right on just enjoying, you know, where you are and, and being good to yourself because you know, every, every, every every phase has their, has their challenges for sure. You're right.
1: You're absolutely right. And I also think like, I don't, I really enjoyed being like a mom with young kids, but I have no interest in going back. And, <laughs> right. and like when I see, like when I am out in the world and I see kids, you know, throwing a tantrum and doing all this, I'm like, oh my God, I don't miss that right. at all. Absolutely. You know, I miss my, I, I miss my kids now because they're adults and they're really interesting and fun and I, and I adore them. And so I miss that. But I also think if you can get to a place where you're just content with the phase in life you're at, it's it's so much easier than right than longing to be and like wanting to go back to a time that's just it's not going to happen i'm not going to have my kids all it's so rare if i have them all together at one time because they're so busy doing their right.
0: things absolutely i love that advice so I want to go back to what you said, you know, your business being self-funded. I feel like this is, you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast, they're like, you know, wanting to start up their own business and they're wanting to create their own empire. And I feel like this is something that no one wants to talk about. My own personal business is also self-funded and, you know, People are always like, how, like, how do you even go about that? And so I'd love to hear your outtake on that. Like how, you know, what's the best advice for someone that wants to just do it on their own? Maybe not, you know, get investors and stuff like that, that wants to do it on their own. What's a good pace for them to go at, like to make that happen?
1: That's such a good question.
0: I think that first
1: of all, you have to just decide to do it. Mm-hmm. Just make the first, I think the hardest part is just taking that first step in to doing it, I think for me, like being a makeup artist and having a makeup line, they go hand in hand, right? right? And I think that also, if you have investors, that is such an added pressure that I didn't want not want to deal with. You right. know that you're putting you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, and you know a lot of most businesses they say fail at the beginning, and 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 you have to know that at the beginning you're not making money, so that's why you have to really enjoy it because if you don't enjoy it and it's taking up 24/7 of your day it's going to fail because you you resent it and hate it. So right. you really have to manage your time well like self-care is so important because you're a better mother, a better business person when you're well like you work out, you eat well, you're rested because you're giving back so much and so feeling guilty about spending an hour exercising or you know, taking time to make a green juice or, or taking a rest or time for yourself. It's you're actually investing in you, right. what you need to do. And so I would start with gently like starting. The- I was always a makeup artist, even though I had this. So I would work. I wouldn't just quit a job. And, and I mean, if you can afford to. But I think if you can kind of have a start your your next job as a part time job. So if you're. Right let's say you're a mom and you want to start being a hairdresser like to do weddings. That it's interesting. I had a conversation with my assistant that does hair yesterday and we were saying how what's so cool about being a hair and makeup artist is like, there's so many different ways that we exist in the world, uh, uh, doing what we do in the beauty industry. So, I mean, as a mom, when I had young kids on the weekends, I could go and do weddings or photo shoots. right Right. and then as more time i had then i could do stuff during the week as they got older so i think you can it's great if you can find your little niche in the beauty industry i i i personally do not want to go do feature films because i don't want to be up in the middle of the night and i don't want to be away from home that much time right but i'm real i'm really clear on what i like doing in in my industry i like working with fashion i like the celebrities i like doing weddings once in a while I think, so I think to answer your question, go into it part-time and then if it's successful enough then you can relinquish that other job you have.
0: Right, absolutely. When we created Harperless Hair Co, our extension company, you know, I was behind Mm -hmm. the chair. Um, I actually went up to like, um, I was only four days behind the chair and actually when we opened the company, I went to like five and six days so I could help fund the business. Wow, right, that's amazing, what a sacrifice you you made. Absolutely. Well, I mean, now, you know, I'm not necessarily behind the chair only when I necessarily want to, I guess, or have mm-hmm. friends and family, but you know, it does happen. I feel like a lot of people, you're so right there. You know, they think, oh gosh, I'm starting this other business. I want to be an empire. I have to quit my job. And you really don't, you know, you. but you do have to work 24 hours a day, you know, all while taking care of yourself and doing all the things that you normally do. But you do have to spend more hours, you know, I think when you're first starting out. And So I love that you said that because you kind of have to do it all for a while, but it does pay off, you know, You it ask. Does- you ask- absolutely do. <laughs> do. But you I just... also feel like, you know, use your
1: time wisely, like try not to get distracted. If you are working, don't get distracted by texting and checking social media all the time. If you have to put up a post, put it up and get on to the next task. So I think where I I am, my strong suit is that I can really focus on what I need to focus on. Like if I'm in a meeting or I'm doing Zoom, I'm like this conversation, I'm not looking at my phone. It's off. I really try to just whatever it is I'm focused on to really do that. And sometimes it's challenging because you want to look, but all that, those little looks add up to time that you could be focused on something else to get done more efficiently.
0: Right. Absolutely. Where do you see pretty girl makeup in your empire in five years? Like where, where's the next thing you want it to go?
1: Well, well, now that I'm starting this new company, I mean, pretty girls still existing. And so we're going to have a, like a little subsidiary. Well, it's not going to be little. Cause I think it's going to you know, yeah. be a huge thing. And so I'm too busy. I think it's going, we're going to have enough money to be able to compete with all these other brands that we were not able to do before when we're self-funded. I think now marketing and paying influencers is so much more expensive than it was when I started because Absolutely. before, I could just send some celebrity something, and they they kind of knew the deal. They if you sent them something, they would wear it, they would talk about it. And now you actually have to pay these people, <laughs> and you don't know if you're going to get your return on your right. investment. Absolutely. So, but I, I I think now that I've had so much experience, you know, with Pretty Girl, my next company, it's going to be easier. I'm not going to make the same mistakes. I'll make other mistakes, I'm sure, but. Right. I have so much more experience and I uh, know what to do that, that I didn't have before. And so to answer your question, our, our my partner, Jordan, and I, our goal is to, in five years, to have our company acquired by a big company. Wow,
0: and then I maybe start
1: something else. So, I mean, I think you do have to have a definite goal and a plan or the universe doesn't know what you want and it's, nothing's going to happen. So I'm we're, he and I are pretty clear on what our goals are for the company. Absolutely. I call that an exit plan.
0: It's like, you know, exactly. always have an exit plan. Your exit plan doesn't necessarily need, mean that has to be exiting. That's not what that means. It's like, what is your end goal? What's your end game? I love that you said that. So tell me about, is it I'm too busy? Is that what you, is that what yes. it's called? Tell yes. me a little bit about that. What's the what's the plan there in this company? Well,
1: we're we're going to start a skincare line that's infused with CBD because CBD is just so amazing yeah. for your skin. It's anti-aging, anti-inflammatory. It's just like amazing. So, we're going to do a skincare line, a hair care line, and expand a new makeup line. So, I love that. Yeah, and I think that all like for me, I think Pretty Girl, like I named Pretty Girl because we were in Hawaii, my family, with some friends, and we were sitting by the pool, and our kids, you'll appreciate this, we were finally, my kids are finally old enough that I didn't have to sit in the pool with them. I could sit by the pool, reading a magazine, talking to my friends, watching them. So my friend Claudia said, honey, look at us, we're pretty girls. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And she said, (laughs) no one knows we're mommies for like four seconds. And I laughed, I'm like, oh my God i when i'm driving around and my kids are screaming and everything's like so exhausting i'm like i want to be this pretty girl that has no responsibilities and is like jetting off to san Tropez going shopping
0: and I so it that. was more
1: of a joke right and so now with i'm too busy like yeah all of us are so, so busy <laughs> but we do need to take time for self-care and you know taking care of others and stuff so it's kind of i always make jokes about things and i'm too busy it's real but kind of a joke too because how busy really am i right right i
0: love that i love that that's amazing where are we going to retail this product i'm excited to hopefully get my hands on it
1: well, we're going to be, you know, it hopefully in all the major department stores. We don't, you know, we're not sure yet where it's right. going to fit, you know? I mean, we, we, we could be in department stores, but you know what? I also want it to be able to be available to everyone in America. So, you know, Target is an, an amazing place. You know, they've got beauty brands by celebrity makeup artists. So maybe that's our niche. I don't know yet. It's going to kind of unroll yeah absolutely
0: and it'll be clear
1: once it gets going i think it'll be clear to me i yeah.
0: love that I'm, i love that yeah. so i want to hit on a little bit and know that you said that you are a sepsis awareness advocate so what's the story behind that and and why
1: so i was married to ken flack he was former number one tennis player in the world with his partner rob seguso they won wimbledon on a davis cup team and after he retired he and i got married in 2010 and then in 2018, he got a cold, which turned into bronchitis, which turned into pneumonia. And his doctors at Kaiser Permanente in California did not see him and he got sepsis, which I had, Ked and I had no idea what it was, What it is an infection of the blood that attacks all your vital organs. And so that was on a Wednesday, we called the doctor. Thursday, he woke up in the morning and was spitting up blood. I rushed him to the emergency they put him on life support so imagine in 16 hours he went from just being sick to being on life support and wow. he never regained consciousness and passed away on monday, on a monday so yeah. that's how aggressive sepsis is so Same. after he after he passed the sepsis alliance you know found out that he had died of sepsis and asked if I'd be willing to raise awareness to honor ken and i and i thought that would be a great i always i went to a grief camp and they always say that the best way to deal with grief is to, you know, be of service to others and and help others. So you're not just groveling in your own misery. So I started doing these podcasts, which, you know, I'm a makeup artist. The last thing I wanted to do before was be in front of the camera or really talk about me. (laughs) Right. You know, that it's so interesting when things happen, like what you think are happening to you, they're happening for you. So one of the things that's, helped, I mean, that have grown in me as a person is that I'm much more confident and able to speak about myself, my company, my you know my my husband, which I would never have done if I wasn't forced to and put in a very uncomfortable situation. So right. if your listeners wanna to go to sepsis.org to find out more, there uh, there's the website and you scroll down and there's a little timetable and it says time. And what that means is T is for temperature You can be incredibly hot or cold. I is for infection in some form in your body, whether it be a cut on your hand or an infected tooth or bronchitis like my husband had. M is for mental decline. You're a little bit hard to rouse because it's starting to affect your organs. And E is for excruciating pain. It's not like, you know, you know how you feel when you have a cold or the flu. This is something that you, it's like childbirth. You don't know what it is until it exists because it's so bad. So if any, if you have any of those symptoms, get to the emergency, get a blood test. And if you do, you will have, uh, they'll put you on an IV antibiotic and you'll survive. But the thing with sepsis and I can't urge this enough, it's not one of the, it's not the common cold. You can't wait. Oh, I'll wait till tomorrow and see how I feel. There are no tomorrows with sepsis. If you get it, You need to deal with it immediately because there's a golden window that you'll survive. If you don't, it attacks your vital organs. And look, a big, strong, professional athlete like Ken got it and was dead in a few days. So it's not something to take lightly, sepsis.
0: Wow, That's amazing. What a crazy story. Again, believe me, it is. (laughs) It is. It's exactly right. Right. Right but so cool just like seeing all the things that you do and you're so inspiring and i'm excited for everyone to you know hear from you and hear all the things that you do and even you know from going through all the things that you've gone through if you were going to tell someone that wanted to you know start what you've started and build this empire what would you tell them what advice would you give them
1: to just take the first step and not be scared the only failure is having regret and not trying and you know, know that there's going to be bumps, they're not failures, they're learning experiences. And to just not be hard on yourself and to just enjoy the process and really love what you're doing and, and be excited every day when you wake up and and know that and not to worry because worrying is the biggest waste of time in the world. It's basically praying for bad things to happen. So if, if I could give someone the gift of, don't think about what could possibly happen that's, Ninety-nine percent not going to ever happen. Use that energy into thinking, okay, what can I do to get this to be a success? I, 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 I will. You will alleviate so many problems, and so just the amount of time that we sit and worry about things that we create these stories in our head that aren't even accurate, right? right. And to just enjoy it, like go for it. It's. It's. I'm so. I could never have imagined my 15 year old self the life that I've had. I would never have known that I would be working with these celebrities or that I would live where I live or I have all these kids or that I have, you know, get to work on TV with all these amazing people in these fashion houses. Like, I never thought, like, to work with Gucci or Louis Vuitton or, you know, Condoleezza Rice or, you know, Bobby Flay, Tyler Florence, Hillary Swank, like, I couldn't have imagined it. So I guess having these dreams you should have them and, and go for it right and not say no We're hard i've worked my ass off my agents call me and i don't say you know my agent will call and i just go i never say hello i always say yes and he always laughs and goes okay you don't even know what i'm calling about and i said well whatever <laughs> it
0: is is a yes whatever it is is a yes and i love that be a yes man you know yes just- and and you know and i've done stuff
1: uh, for free a lot right I've, right. I've worked and i'm sure you have too i've done a lot of things for free because it gave me good experience but i'm also at a point now where i will work on projects like document different thing documentaries or i'll do testing with a photographer i like or a, you know a model and i get to be artistically do what i want instead of being told by you know someone in paris that i have to do right. something the way exactly the way that they want and it's that is such a blessing to me to be able to have that opportunity to be artistically express myself because that's the one thing that i think i i enjoy being a ceo and running my company because i have that creative outlet i think if i had to just sit in my office all day and not meet new people and go places i would not be happy i that i know because i'm kind of a gypsy i like to kind of (laughs)
0: Roam around, up and go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that advice. I know that everyone is going to love, you know, listening to this episode and hearing from you. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. I want to make sure they can oh, go thank follow. You along. So yes. Thank you
1: so much. Yes, you. So you want to follow on Instagram? Pretty girl makeup is p r e t t y g i r l m k u p. If you want to see my work, it's Christina Flack makeup. If you want to go to see uh, my portfolio, it's ChristinaFlack.com and prettygirlmakeup.com. We are offering, Jordan and I are offering a 25% discount to all of your listeners with the discount code PRETTY GIRL, all one word.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Absolutely. I'm going straight Thanks. there after this episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you we'll- so much. Again, well, thank you again, Christina, for being on here. I'm excited to follow along and see your journey of success. But um, again, I'm just so inspired. Already, I'm just I'm going to get out of here and go back to the office and going to tackle life. No excuses. (laughs) No.
1: and, And, you know, take care of yourself and don't feel bad about it. It's so important.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you again, and hope you guys thank all you. enjoyed listening today with a, we're the Where There's Just Hairdressers podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to episode thirty-six.